0: Welcome to Tell Me A Tales podcast. This is the uh, season finale, the last episode of the Road to Berlin podcast. Wow, well, it's pro- probably not the last episode. We'll probably do something post race, but this is the final conversation that we recorded on Skype in the lead up to the big event. Uh, we recorded this last Thursday night before we all flew out, so there's not a lot of weekly recap as it was only Thursday. But you know, I think we still got an hour's conversation out here, so I hope you enjoy it. Talking about find out, I had an absolute shocker. I got uh, delayed in Melbourne, which meant I missed my connecting flight in Doha to Berlin and spent ages getting here. actually went via Kuwait, didn't even know where Kuwait was before I flew through it and stopped there to pick up some army, um, US Army guys on Saturday night. Big, big trip, ticked off Frankfurt, but I finally got to Berlin after about 52 hours of travel. All good though, all out of my control so I didn't waste much energy worrying or stressing about it. Okay, let's get back to the show, this is it. Um, It's blown my mind just how many people have downloaded this show each week. It was a crazy idea that I had when I was out running one day and after having Brad and Julian both on as past guests and knowing how well they spoke and how well they presented themselves, and I knew that we were all running Berlin. I just thought it might have been a bit of an idea to, to get them on. And when I presented it to them, they were both more than happy to come on and um, have a chat about their lead-ups, which isn't something a lot of people like to do. So, um, yeah, it was good that we'd be, um, I guess, that we were honest and we were willing to share so much of our training to the world. Um, as I said in the very first episode that we did this, we weren't really sure if anyone would like it and take any value from it and originally we had the plan to just do it as a fortnight show so when Julian and Brad both signed up to it they uh, both were agreed to fortnightly shows so I think we're we'll all planning to do about six episodes and um, with all the positive comments and with all that happens in our training week and you know all the positive feedback that come from you guys and girls out there it made it fun to do this show once a week the dynamics between us I think is something We've got perfect and even when we had Josh Harris on the show last week after recording he commented on how we bounce off each other so well and just how we probably present three really different points of views on running but when you put those three views together it um, it comes off quite well in a podcast. That was something we, we probably fluked a bit, I wasn't sure how we'd bounce off each other but uh, the relationship and the way we present our thoughts is something that I think is very valuable to the show. Uh, Recording this show on a Monday night with the boys has been a highlight of my week for the last 15 weeks Uh, We've had the girls show also, which means we recorded 17 episodes Which was over 23 hours worth of content On that note, we've done it all for free We've spent time away from our families, our jobs and uh, Game of Thrones sometimes Because I think we all have a genuine love for our sport of distance running and the passion and motivation and drive to get the best out of ourselves and reach our potential when it comes to a marathon. So obviously, yeah, I think we get caught up in the world and we think everything's got to be worth money and you know do stuff for a bigger reason. But for us, it's, it's just been good to get on the microphones and just present our thoughts about running and just make it really genuine. Um, so yeah, we've been stoked to be able to put this show together. To Brad and Julian, I'm super grateful that they've gave up so much of their time for this idea I had. The way they both present themselves in the show is exactly who they are in person, so there's nothing fake about anything they've said. They've been so open and um, really opened up their lives to the public all over the world and have been so honest and genuine with their responses to running and just what's going on in their life in general. Uh, I'll probably miss Julian not having a crack at me in some way or another each week and picking my training apart. It's been, it's been fun, the banter we've had over the last couple of weeks. We've run as well with the banter. But, you know, Julian's insights as the wise man that he has been around running has been very valuable. And I must admit that I didn't actually realise he had so much knowledge about running before we started this series. Uh, I'm really grateful that he's been able to give me a bit of constructive criticism with my training and made me really think about the way I approach running and it's been great with me and him to be able to pass and kind of bounce off ideas with my training and also I've asked him a few questions about the training uh, for a couple of athletes I coach and yeah it's been good just to have that other pair of eyes and thoughts. To think about your training and yeah, I hope this Sunday come Rage Day that we both have ripping runs and run uh, awesome times. Over to Brad, I guess for Brad to be so open and honest around his injury is a great indication that the person he is. uh, I'm not sure if I was in his shoes, I'd do the same thing and come on a podcast each week to talk about a major race I couldn't do seriously due to an injury that I got. But I think injury is something that every runner can relate to and his insights into his injury have been very valuable and I'm sure many people have got a lot from the stories and the insights that he shared around his injury. Uh, Brie, Viv and Carly, they've all come on the show at one stage or another and give us uh, given us insights into their training, preparation and experiences in and into the lead up to the Berlin Marathon, which was great. More importantly though... A big thank you to all those three females for giving up their husbands and partners every Monday night to sit on Skype and talk about running. We're all very, very busy people and I'm sure the two other boys would agree that without the support of our partners, this show just wouldn't have happened. Finally, to you guys, the listeners, for one reason or another... You've found valuable in value in this show. And I know every listener out there isn't a diehard runner. And the fact that people sometimes don't know a lot about running and uh, download this show each week to have a bit of a check and to see how we're going is um, yeah, very humbling, I guess. The numbers of downloads and where they are in the world honestly blows me away. Um, this podcasting world is pretty amazing to think that we can produce a kind of reality podcast running show each week. And so many people find value in it It makes me very humbled and proud to put it together each week to all the people that have taken out two minutes of their time to leave a review on iTunes. Thank you very much. That helps the show be more visible on the iTunes store and for more people to come across it. And to the people that have taken time to shoot me an email at Brady Trouffle at gmail.com. And just leave positive feedback and kind of let us a bit know about how you found the show and, what you get out of it, I must say, a massive thanks. I copy and paste those emails and send them to the boys, and it's it's really heartfelt. It's very genuine what people write in, and that um, it just makes it yeah, just like it makes it all just worth putting together. Not that we wouldn't put it together if we didn't get those emails, but to understand that we're having an impact in other people's lives is a very um, yeah, good feeling to have and it makes me very proud. To the people who have shared the show on social media and tried to spread the show that way, thank you very much. And for people who have written in, listen to questions and kind of given us something to talk about each week, thanks also to that. If you could give this one big last share on social media or leave me some feedback, that would be really appreciated. Radio, that was a huge introduction and it's actually the first one that I've written notes for. I'm sure you could probably tell in my voice that at stages I was kind of reading a few little uh, dot points there to kind of get me back on track but I thought it was really important that I addressed and thanked a few people before we put this last show out there Um, yeah we needed to get that out of the way okay for the last time enjoy this episode before the race the road to Berlin marathon cheers guys It's all smooth, 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 smooth. Righty-o, yeah, you ready to all get right. rolling? Yep. I banged um, sure. I banged a bit of stuff on that um, Google Doc if you want to have a geese of it, but um, it's all pretty pre-race pretty, pretty kind of stuff we'll talk about tonight. Should be good. Give me two seconds.
1: Also, I have a pizza delivery that's going to arrive during this. <laughs> so <laughs> just Why be
2: prepared t- for that. I, was- I, uh, I, could, I had pizza tonight as well.
0: Yeah. Pizza. It, I it thought you we were saving the pizza my, to Italy.
2: Made my own.
1: Oh, yeah, well, I'm not a tight ass. I can <laughs> buy it.
2: <laughs> I'm trying to watch my weight because I'm not running.
1: Oh, well, so pizza at
2: home is better, is it? Yeah, because you can put all good shit on it.
0: Yeah, you know the ingredients. <laughs> it's
2: yeah, still exactly. a pizza. Nah, nah. Let the, let the listeners vote
0: yeah <laughs> all right i'll keep that in there because i did have it rolling so i'll we'll be right
2: listener yeah. feedback
0: all right <laughs> let's do it fellas this is the uh, last time that we'll record one of those episodes on australian soil the next time the listeners will hear from us will be after the race thanks for joining me again
2: no worries you're packed yes. good
0: good yeah i'm packed hey what about gels can you put gels in carry-on or is it too much liquid
2: nah you think you'll be fine i'll be right yeah, I I that's, so. that's the only thing. I
0: was waiting to talk to you boys about that. But yeah, I'm packed. Got my passport. Few things to put in in the morning, but other than that, I'm all good. What about you, boys? Started?
2: Yeah, stuffs out on the bed.
1: Yeah. I don't leave till Sunday, so I'm good.
0: You got plenty of time. Yeah, yeah. I'm plenty just making of time. so Passport and four percenters. They're the only two things I really need to be taken. I reckon <laughs> everything else I can buy <laughs> over there. That's true. That's very true. Very true. Righto, let's get into it. Some good news today for, uh, for the show. It was good to see Brad putting up a pretty decent run on Strava today. So just to let the listeners know we're recording this on Thursday, but we'll release it the week of Berlin just so we don't have to, you know, record on foreign Wi-Fi and um, edit a show the week before the big race. So this is Thursday and big day for Brad knocking out a pretty decent run and Julian got some good news about a start line. Do you want to uh, go over to you first, Brad?
2: Uh yep. So I've actually been running well today will be my third day that I've run in a row, which has been the most since I stopped running sort of five or six weeks ago. So I got through um forty five minutes on Monday pain free and an hour on Wednesday. Um that was pain free as well. It didn't didn't feel very good running. I was just really locked through the hips, but no Achilles pain, so can't complain. And then um I was scheduled for a cortisone injection today, being um, Thursday, and I guess running pain-free Tuesday and Wednesday. I was, I'm re about cancelling it just because I'm like, well, do I really need a cortisone around the Achilles if I'm running pain-free? But I spoke to my coach and a few close running mates and my soft tissue therapist, and they said, just get it. You know, it's been going on for so long, and you're about to head away for five weeks. So, um, so that brings me to today's run and. I didn't, I didn't plan on running hard, but I sort of just got moving and, and felt a bit better than I had the last couple of days. And um, from about, I don't know, 10 kilometres in, I decided to sort of just throw a bit of tempo in. Um, so from 10 to 16K, I think I was sort of running 330s. And I was saying to Brady before on air that cardio I felt pretty good. It was more that it was my legs. I just have probably lost a bit of conditioning and a bit of strength. Um, so I just felt like, you know, I was sort of – The back end of a half marathon after sort of a six k tempo, but it was you know it was positive to be able to run. Um, I think I did sixteen point eight k in sixty five minutes, so it was like three fifty low three fifty average. But if I was coaching somebody, I'd be pretty annoyed at them because I wouldn't have (laughs) suggested to do that a couple of days back after having missed five weeks with an Achilles issue. Um, So that was first thing this morning, and then I, I ended up going through and having the cortisone at 9:30 um this morning and uh i figure as well I, I knew by having the cortisone i was going to have to have you know four or five days off so i thought oh, i'll i'll run a little bit harder knowing i'll be having some time off now so yeah had the cortisone and that's me now until we get to europe i'll um probably run monday or tuesday in um in prague and then hopefully sort of just run most days from there on in
0: yeah, right. Good, good. Yeah, Got a cool. course record on Strava too.
2: Mm, oh, yeah. Just running down a hill. No no one ever runs down there, so it's no, easy. You knew and it. I man. didn't even know. That's where he started the tempo. No. no, I didn't know it was there. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, right. Yeah. Um, that's good. So, good, good, good. So, packing the running gear. And um, what are your hopes for Berlin? Uh,
2: it'll still just be a run. Um, so... I reckon halfway, um, maybe twenty five k, but not not hard. Um, that's yeah. I just think there's there's too much at stake to. I guess now my focus is B1, um, so there's just no point risking anything. Um, I want to get back from Europe in six weeks time in one piece. Um, you know clocking maybe 100 to 120k a week but in a position where i can then start to get back into decent training Mm. and you know running a hard 10 or 15k in berlin is not going to achieve anything so i just got to be patient and just think long term um the only thing i really want out of berlin is that race bib just because it sounds a bit corny but i'm definitely going to put it up up on my wall um just as a reminder of you know a few things actually one that this prep didn't go well and so next time when i feel like i am be pushing the envelope every morning i get out of bed and look on the wall and see the berlin bib it's just a reminder of patience consistency and, and not pushing it so that's that's what i want out of berlin
0: very basically. wise words what number are you like 120 or something aren't you uh,
2: 134
0: i think 134 yeah, 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 that's good. So you'll be still um, towing on the line, the sub-elite line with the, with uh, you know, the good Kenyans and Africans and all that stuff. And then, yeah, go for a Sunday yeah. stroll. Well,
2: that'll be a good experience in itself, yeah. assuming I'm still in the sub-elite group. Like, to be sort of standing sort of behind those guys would be pretty cool. Um, the only issue I'm having at the moment is, you know how we have to return the chips at the end? Oh yeah. It's like, I'm not going to get to the end and then I've got try to try and make my way back to the finish to return my chip. Yeah. So. Well, have you
1: decided, are you going to pull out somewhere near your hotel? Is that how that's going to work?
2: Um, yeah. So I had a look, and I think the 21K mark and the 37K mark are pretty close. So I thought I could run to 21 and then just duck across the road to 37K and watch the elite guys come through there. Um, that would be pretty cool. And then maybe just go back to the 21K and watch Viv and then i don't know maybe make either make my way to the, end of the finish line so i can hand off the hand off the timing chip or head back to the hotel
0: i did yeah. that last year i um, went back to the hotel cuz i stayed at the same hotel that you're staying at this year and then i walked down it's only like 5 blocks to try and see carly at the 35k mark but didn't get her mm-hmm. just cuz it was i just must have missed her by 5 minutes or something but um yeah it's definitely doable just it's only a couple blocks down
2: yeah, and I'll have to see what Viv's parents are doing as well. They'll be over there on the day, so I'll try and meet up with them at some point.
0: Mm, good thinking. Mm. A bit of logistics to work out there and stuff.
2: Yeah, I reckon yeah, you can, um,
0: that chip though, you should be able to just put in an envelope and, or something. Like I reckon that'd happen all the time, people forget to hand them in.
2: Yeah, or I'll just give it to Viv. As she, I might run a couple of kilometres with her and just give it to her to put in the thing when she finishes.
0: You wouldn't um possibly pull out at like twenty k or something, and then get yourself to like forty k and jump back in with Viv, would you? With the bib still on and uh, finish it off? I, yeah,
2: I don't know. We'll just see how see how the day pans out. But get I know now that I won't. will not. I will not be running forty two kilometers on that Sunday.
0: Yeah, you might might officially, but not not literally. <laughs> no. <Yeah.
2: laughs>
0: Wow. Yeah, it could be something in there, I reckon. they all you could get, these
2: races?
0: You could get a medal.
2: No, I don't, I don't want a medal.
0: Just jump in <laughs> at 40k and just like finish it off. Yeah, yeah nah. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: we'll see. We'll work on you. Um, yeah. That's good. That's good. It's all positive. You're going in the right direction. And um, yeah, be good, good to go yeah. for a couple of runs in Prague, run around some castles and stuff.
2: Yeah, well, I think I'll only have one day to run there, really, because um, we're not there for very long. But I'm uh, looking forward to doing a bit of running in Berlin
0: mm mm-hmm. And then amazing. all through Spain. Yeah. Good thinking. Good, good. Good positive mm-hmm. not that you weren't positive the whole way, but you really are sounding positive tonight, which is good.
2: Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure race day will be sort of tough in a way, but if I'm if my if I feel like my body's in one piece and I can at least get out for a run on that day, then um it'll put me in a good frame of mind. And as you boys know, it's more yeah, you get disappointed if you can't do races, but it's more just getting out every day just for your mental health you know just those endorphins that you get for going for a run like i'm i'm such a happier person when i can do it um, um so i'll be happy on i'll be happy race day if i've if i've run 21k
0: well it's so much a part of our life i was just driving over the other day and just thinking like you know there wouldn't be many days i could count in the last five years where i haven't gone for a run after work like you know, I'm probably talking 20 or 30 days that you haven't ran after work. So when you, when you stop doing that, different things happen to your brain and your body and your mood and, yeah, it's a, it's a complete um, shock to the system in a way.
2: Mm. Yep.
0: yep, definitely. definitely. All right, Julian, over to your week, I guess, a bit of a week report and do you want to kick us off with the, the good news you got on the email this morning?
1: Oh, well, yeah, well, yesterday I, um, I got a message from Ali who was told she wasn't going to get an elite start um, a few weeks back when she messaged. Uh, But then she told me the other day she was going to um, try again and send them another email. And um, from what I – like from the experiences that that we've all had with with this process, I thought, oh, yeah, you have no chance. (laughs) Asking nicely isn't going to work. And – it worked. So she got upgraded to a, a sub-elite start. So she gets access to like the um, the starting facilities, like the special area, the toilets, special drinks, um, all the good shit. And she, so she said that to me and she goes, oh, just send them an email, just see what they say, be nice. And I thought, oh, yeah. She's already said no to me twice, I think, but I'll try again. And then I just got an email like, I think it was an hour later or something, that said, yes, we'll upgrade you. (laughs) And so there it is, starting with the big dogs.
0: No excuses now.
1: Yeah, that's right. That was going to be my best one too. I was (laughs) like, drop a three-minute K to catch the group, race over. (laughs)
2: Has has your number changed from 40,652?
1: Not so far. Oh well I haven't checked for a while, but Allie's seemed to have changed, so I I guess I'll get around to it. Hers was like um, forty
0: five or something though, wasn't it? Like hers was super low.
1: Fifty-four, yeah, something like that. So she um she might be she could be right late. down. Yeah, she she might have, I don't know. Yeah, it's weird that like she skipped the sub elite bit. It almost seems like that.
2: Hmm. What's she hoping
1: so. to run? Uh she run... Look, she could run 235. Yeah. That would be pretty good.
3: That's pretty, that, pretty
1: that's a, Well, that's, I mean, any other year or any other generation in Australia, that, that for a ladies marathon would be very, very good.
0: She might it's pick up cash them. for that.
1: What
3: for?
0: Like, she might go top 10. I reckon, um, Cassie Fian was like 6th or 7th or something last year with a similar... She, I think she ran like 232. Don't quote me on it. I'll Google it now. But um, yeah, I reckon... She, I don't know how deep the women's field is after like the first four or five Kenyan girls.
1: Yeah, i I got no idea either. But um, I'd imagine if it's like the men's this year, then it will be pretty deep.
0: Mm, Europeans and stuff as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, it's good she's traveling well.
1: Uh, yeah, she's she's ticking it off. I think when you spoke to her last, she was about to go to um, America to like follow her dad around on a motorbike trip or something. And um, she didn't get that much training in there because she was always up really high, like ten. 000. She was in the real mountains, so she was up at like ten thousand feet, nine thousand feet. So it was just—it's almost too high to to train properly there. Mm. Um, and yeah. But she she's uh she's going well. She really is. Like she's nailed nearly everything. So it, she's a good marathoner too. Yeah. She, I think she'll I think she'll run two, I think she'll run about two thirty five. She I think she'll be happy with, with less than that. But I think she could run that time. This
0: Cass, year. Cassie Cassie was eighth last year in two thirty seven. She runs two thirty five. Oh. She'll come seventh.
1: Well, well, yeah. Let's just see. I mean, it's big a payday for the up.
0: coach. I reckon. 10%? <laughs> that is,
1: oh, yeah. She'll get wow. 10
0: grand. No. It oh, pays huge over there for the top 10 of these ones. Well, all the way down to that. Yeah, I think top 10 pays. Think about Launceston 10, 10K. 10 grand? Yeah, isn't it $250,000? No, isn't it 500000 US for the win?
1: Maybe I'll try harder. <laughs>
0: Yeah, go for it. Go with it. It'll be great.
1: (laughs) Just a little bit more effort will get me there.
0: (laughs) Go for your 5K PB through
1: Oh, it'll be faster than my 5K PB. She'll
0: be shouting beers all night if she gets top 10.
1: Mm -hmm. Look, they might have 15 Kenyans run 222. You just never, you just don't.
0: 10 grand US. She's going to be rolling in it.
1: Is that what it says?
0: No, I'm just guessing. But imagine how many beers she'll be able to share with that.
1: Yeah, we'll go to the Kit Kat Club with that.
0: Kit Kat Club, two doors down from your place. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Carsten knows about the Kit Kat Club. Does he? Um, as well. Well, he told me about it. Hi. He said you'll see some interesting cats around that. And then I Googled it. And I'm like, oh, shit. We're <laughs> staying next to the, um, the sex club.
0: Uh, good. So, how's the communication with Carsten <laughs> been? Has he been helping you out a bit?
1: Well, he was. But I'm not. Like cast and not required yeah, now true. that I have a special drinks table. So I think we're going to go for a run on the Saturday. We should all organise to go for a run. and um, Not Brad, Brad, he runs too fast. Yeah, That's probably why he's injured but... all the time. Yeah. That'll,
2: be my, that'll be my race day
1: Saturday. <laughs> <Tempo>. Yeah, <laughs> Just go and burn us all. Yeah, yeah, um, no, but we're going to go out to the airport, I think.
0: Ah, uh, good. I might mess email him, actually, because I get there. I'm going straight to Berlin, so I've got, like, a week to kill before um before the race. So he was injured the last time he emailed me, though. So is he all right? Do you know?
1: Um, I'm, I guess he's been doing a little bit, I saw on Strava. But. Oh, that's
0: good. I'll look him up. I wouldn't mind running the last, like, 15 or 20k of the course just to get a bit familiar with it. So someone to take me around would be good. Oh,
1: yeah. yeah. I thought you did that last year.
0: Yeah, I did, but I can't remember any of it because I was in a, <laughs> in a world of hurt.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Wasn't much fun after 35 last year.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah. But anyway,
0: tell us about your training for the week. Uh,
1: just easy, except for yesterday I um, I went down to Vic Park again and I, I, had to, I had a meeting at 10, so I sort of had to get the session done before that. Um, so I wanted to try something slightly different different it was going to it wasn't that motivating to get out there and do some race pace stuff less than i've already done and um like less distance and 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 everything so i went out and i i did uh, the idea was to do six by 1500 at marathon pace 500 kick down to threshold um and and then go straight back to your marathon pace so it was going to be a 12k workout and you basically tick along and then it almost like simulate getting a drink but missing it slightly or a surge in the pack or, or something that just sort of makes you uncomfortable and you have to regain your rhythm. And um, that was the idea behind the workout. And it was going quite well except I ran the ons probably too fast and I had trouble getting back to the – the marathon pace like i had trouble finding my rhythm again so it'll be good for next marathon program i think i'll do more workouts like that but this one here like i was a little bit all over the shot with the pacing um and i was feeling fine but then this rain squall came in and it was really heavy like freaking thunderstorm without the thunder and it was super windy too and i on one of the i think it was the fifth rep I just turned into it near where I had to um, pick the pace up for the for the for the 500, and I it was like running into a brick wall, and I was, I was starting to get real cold because when I started I start put on a singlet and like basically my race gear, but by the end I was freezing and I was really wet, so I thought this is not happening today, um, like this last rep is just silly. There's there's nothing to gain, everything to lose by staying out here. Two degree weather, pouring rain. So I went back to the van and um, got changed. And and um like in the past it probably would have annoyed me a little bit, but I just didn't really care <laughs> to be honest. I just thought eh, one rep, one two k rep out of a whole program of training ain't gonna make a difference.
0: Yeah, like really nothing to gain. Crap weather, catch that, a cold.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and the the wind wasn't even allowing me to do it. Like, the same effort for me to get to 320 would, it would have been about 340s, and it was just shit. So it's, what's the point?
0: You were dropping those five, like, 304 average, 308, 306, 304. Like, you were working, um, working pretty hard in those 500s.
1: Yeah, it was probably a little silly. Like, it's hard to judge how fast you are going, when you're always, like, the last eight weeks have all been about race pace for me and spending time at it. So to, to chuck some fast stuff in, it's like, oh, well, how fast is fast? Do I go harder than this or is this too hard? And so I probably went a bit hard for the actual workout.
0: Yeah, that's good, though. You've kind of uh, done some work for if someone drops a surge at a water station.
1: Yeah, if that uh, Kenyan lady <laughs> wants to take off on me, I'll just... Be on her ass again.
0: <laughs> He's me and you just, just uh, practicing for Cabetti, just preparing.
1: Sucking off the back.
0: <laughs> yeah, just put it in the surge. It's probably better than the, the girly surge I tried to do at Albert Park on you that day.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, well I know what you've got. <laughs> uh, I know what it's in your arsenal.
0: <laughs> you got, got one 20 meter surge and that's it.
1: You won't be bluffing me anymore.
0: <laughs> Yeah, right, yeah. Um, that's good. And you're going to do – so today's Thursday night. You're going to do something before you jump on the plane?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm going to do a long run Saturday where I do some pace work at the end and then just an easy run Sunday morning and then um, run Monday night when I get to London.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. long are you going to go?
1: How long on Saturday? Yeah. Uh, I was going to do an hour, so I got probably about 14 – and then I'm going to chuck the, the shoes on and do about 7K at marathon pace. Yeah. So probably about sort of 20K.
0: Yeah. We might quickly just touch on taper after, uh, just towards the end there and just get you, your boys' thoughts on the way to approach a taper because it's often a uh, bit of conversation around that stuff. Yeah, righty So you'd be feeling all right? Feeling, feeling like freshening up a bit?
1: Um, Not yet, probably. I'm still running twice a day at the moment. Um, I haven't felt like like if anything i just feel like i i need to do work like again so you just get a little jittery just like oh kind of feel like i need to do a bigger workout just to just to feel like yourself again um but it's that's just normal i think for this time of the time of the, the program
0: It's <laughs> something about kind of letting go of That hard work and grinding big sessions out, it kind of just starts to do your head in a bit. Like when you've got to do them, it does your head in. But then when you know you can't do anymore because it's close to race day, it just kind of makes you a bit jittery, I reckon.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I'm feeling right now, actually. You kind of nailed that, I reckon.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. I'll just flick through my uh, four days and then we'll uh, get onto these couple of topics and then we'll wrap it up for the final time before the race, I reckon. Um for me what do I do I just give me 2 seconds I'll get this up I did 12k on Monday night just down at the old uh Jono's run community run which was good they kind of presented me with a card and um I was a bit unexpected and a bit of a good luck kind of a couple of kids with some posters and stuff like that it was uh quite got me by surprise but that was good we've been kind of training down there each Monday for yeah, ages now, so it was good to kind of have one last run with that crew again, which was good fun. Feeling pretty good, kind of a bit of a slower pace. it's kind of four forties, which is nice for me. I do a bit run most of my stuff I know at four twenties to four thirty, so to go that ten seconds okay slower was nice and just have a bit of a chat. Um so just ran once Monday, just ran once Tuesday. I did some four hundred meter reps. It was 6x400, uh, so the plan was to run them in, in between 68 and 70 and just have 200 meter slow jog recovery rather than the float. So not really a um, kind of an endurance-based kind of workout, but just more of a ticking the legs over and just getting it done. Went to the Oval. Carly's school had athletic sports today, so I knew there was spray-painted lines on there. and It was about 22 degrees up here on... Tuesday and got out of work early and I thought I'll drive to this uh, athletics track and hopefully no one's doing soccer training on there and and it's all mine and saves me going out to the back blocks out the industrial estate and I got there and no one was there so I was pretty stoked and usually if no one's there at kind of five-ish quarter past five you're you're pretty right and did my 5k warm-up and come back and there's about 20 under 12 soccer players on this oval like (laughs) Right near the, um like they'll bend with a hundred meters to go, like, and I was just rope. I wasn't ropeable but I was just like, oh, you've got to be kidding! Like, I really want to just. Did this-
2: you go up to? Did you go up to them and say, do you know who I am?
0: well I'll get to yeah. that in a second. Yeah. They already
2: knew who he was. <laughs> I'll get
0: to that in a second, and I was like, you know, how oh, do I get my car? Because this industrial estate where I do the four hundred sometimes I'm only like two k's away, so I could have easily got in the car and drove out there and. And then um, a guy I used to work with who works at the same school as Carly, he um, was spray painting the light, uh, spray painting the hurdle marks or something on the track, and I saw him wave to me from the other side of the oval, so I thought, instead of jumping to my car and just bailing and snobbing him, I'll run over there and have a chat to him, and he was actually talking to the soccer coach, and I said to him, I said, you know, where were you guys 20 minutes ago? I thought I had this oval to myself, and the whole reason they were on that oval and not the actual soccer oval, which is 200 metres away was because they had to play a final on that oval on the weekend and they wanted to get the kids used to um, using that oval because it's a bit bigger and I was just like wow do you think I can just sneak like six 400s you're not really in their way too much so I said "Do you reckon I can just sneak through and squeeze out a couple of uh, 400s and yeah he was like yep no worries I'll just the kids can just pretend you're an extra defender when you're going through the uh, 100 metre mark there and did the first one in lane 8 you guys ever done 400 metre reps in lane 8? Nah, never. Oh, I'm just looking at my Strava picture now because you can see the lane eight rep is um on the very outside of the oval, but um it's kind of weird. You nearly start at the 1500 meter start line and then it takes you forever to get around that last bend. So banged one out in lane eight and then kind of thought, nah, I'm not jogging out here. This is uh, doing my head in. And then yeah, just kind of had the 200 meters jog recovery and it was just chaos running through that 100 meters to go because the kids are just kicking soccer balls and the coach is just yelling out freeze everyone freeze and you kind of like try to zigzag through these kids and it wasn't a bad way to run some 400s because it just kind of kept me alert and a couple of sidesteps here and there trying not to take out a 10 year old kid and yeah it was nice it was uh, as I said the weather was good and it was a good kind of way to to finish off so I think I kind of ran I averaged sixty eight, ran a 66 in there somewhere a 69 and most of the others were 68s and and felt good. And yeah, just uh, warmed down for 5k, warmed up for 6 So even though I only run once, still kind of getting 13 or 14k in, which was good. Um, Wednesday morning, just got out for 17k in the morning, which was good. And then Wednesday afternoon, just been doing 25 minutes for my second run now. So kind of cutting that back a bit, which is good. And then Thursday, so today, just did... 5k warm-up, and then I did a 15k progressive tempo. So the plan was to run the first 5k at 16.40, the second 5k at 16.20, and the third 5k at 15.50. Um, And yeah, it was, it went to plan, had my mate Brett Sands on the bike, who I was speaking about in last week's show, because it was bloody windy. I woke up this morning, I was just like, ah, I really wanted to just have a nice little confidence booster in this last session and then I looked at the wind and thought, nah, it's gonna be hard work in this wind, but he was good. He kinda of took most of the wind for me and sitting on his shoulder and on his wheel and wherever the wind was trying to get me I was doing a pretty good job of hiding behind him. And um, yeah, ended up running the first five K in sixteen twenty seven, the next five in sixteen fourteen, and the last five in fifteen thirty seven. Um felt good, wasn't that kind of grinding out, kinda of felt pretty pretty relaxed probably stepped into the first k a bit quick when i was meant to be running kind of 320s i ran a 313 and you know banked probably the seven seconds for that k right there and um yeah heart rate was good kind of floating around that 160 average for the whole session and you know 155 at kind of that marathon pace which was yeah good signs for me and then just a warm down and another massage today and then 25 minutes tonight and ready to get on the plane so um, that's my yeah. week sorted. So I'll yeah jog tomorrow morning because I won't do much now until Sunday. So we wanted to – I was just talking to Richard, my coach, this afternoon on the phone, and he was a bit – he wasn't sure about this session because it's still quite meaty, you know, 10 days out. But um, we just thought because we won't do a lot now – and you know it was always about trying to run fast, but not grit your teeth and teeth and forcing anything. So um, yeah, we're happy to kind of get it done. And now I can jog tomorrow, get on the plane, jog Saturday, jog Sunday. Should be all good. Go. Is that your pizza? Yeah.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it's my pizza. <laughs> yeah,
0: you. What'd you get?
1: Uh, Sorry about that. I got
0: uh, two pizzas. A real man eats two pizzas. I heard real man uh, eat homemade
1: pizzas. (laughs) Tired asses eat homemade (laughs) (laughs)
0: pizzas.
1: Nah, I'm good. That's good. Sorry.
0: Nah, I was just wrapping up my my week, what I'm doing for the rest of the week now, just jogging through to Monday, and I think I've maybe got a short session Monday or Tuesday. When I'm over there, which would be good. So yeah. So no long run. Uh, Yeah, I'm gonna do ninety minutes Sunday. So that's the plan. Yeah. um, What have I just got here in front of me? Oh no, I haven't. Yeah, ninety minutes Sunday, twelve k Monday. Bit of a tick over Tuesday and Thursday. Um, So yeah, that should be good. So that's when I'll hopefully run that. You know, ninety minutes. Hopefully, I can run the last, uh, you know, fifteen or twenty k of the course would be ideal. Yeah, that be good. Just jog around on a footpath. So that's all right. So we're all locked and ro- loaded and ready to go. Got a few questions here. You ready for them? Yep. Do you boys have any pre-race routines? Over to you first, Brad. This is from um, Brad. Uh, no, Michael, Uh um, Not
2: no, not really. Um, oh, Actually, since Melbourne Marathon, I've gone through this thing that I buy a new pair of socks every time I'm going to run, run a marathon. Brand new. Oh, yeah? yeah.
1: What socks do
2: you like? Well, it's more I just go to the whatever sort of shops are close to that area and I don't really have a particular type. I just look for something that I think I'll feel comfortable in. So um, that's quite a new thing that I do. Um, yeah, no, nothing really. Like I guess just standard stuff like everyone does. Make sure you get all your stuff together the night before. Um I guess carb loading. Um, I'm probably well. I won't for this race, but um, normally I'm sort of you know ten grams of carbs per day for the last you know couple of days. Um, yes, yeah, so, and yeah, nothing really. I wouldn't say for race. Yeah, for race day. What do you uh, mean?
1: What do you mean ten grams a
3: day?
2: Ten grams. So, sorry, ten grams of carbs per kilo of body weight per day. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. So I um. Mate of mine was a dietitian at the AIS, and he, um, yeah, came up with a bit of a plan for me, which I followed for Canberra, um, and would have followed for this, but um, yeah. So, yeah, you know, I don't really have, I don't really have too much at all. So you'll just, like, what happens if you can't find
0: a good sports store? You got to like just run in some Explorers or something.
2: Well, I no, well, I have other socks over there, so if I didn't find any, I'd just wear old ones. But for the last two marathons, I've been, I've managed to find, like just go to shops so and find find a pair of socks, or, or you know, or I could buy the socks before I go. But the, you know, some new socks for race day. Which I think Mona said don't wear new socks for a marathon. But
0: yeah, risky. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm actually going to yeah. wear exactly the same pair of socks that I wore for Berlin last year on sock chat yeah. Oh, wow. It's been approved by Andy Allison. I sent him through a photo of me kit today with, with a few different colours and yep, we're right.
1: What's what brand are they?
0: Steigen, blister free. Good. I'm picking Support I'm packing. Local. Yeah, I'm packing three pairs of Steigen. All three of the photos actually the two photos I sent through to him were both Steigen. But um I was gonna try to rep some fluoro orange ones, you know, the ones that you were repping with the um those vapor fiers. Yeah. yeah, but it just doesn't work with the with the uh, grey well, it depends what singlet you the, wear.
1: The, oh, yeah, okay, because that was a good colour for those shoes.
2: Mm, yeah, yeah, you had it, yeah, perfect. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah For another one would be no-dos before a race, always no-dos.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. No-dos, yeah, I'm definitely on that bandwagon as well. That's a good one. Good, good. Julian, what about yourself?
1: Um, Well, immediately before I... I eat a packet of shot. I mean, this is just like this is. This isn't superstitions or anything, but I like to eat shot these little packet of um, Cliff shot but tube things before the um, the race. So I eat that on the in the morning, um, and then the night before I always have pasta and pretty early. Um, and in the in the week leading up, I always get a haircut as well. So. I want to look fresh in the photos, like race day photos, in case I have a good race. Um, maybe it'll be a photo that I keep. <laughs> also, this is a bit of a weird one, but I, it is something that I do for every big race. Maybe only twice a year, but breed like gets gets the wax strips out, gets rid of all my shoulder hair. So I'm a fairly hairy beast, and it's pretty painful, but I grit my teeth. I want and and then I sh- I get this like body groomer out and I take hair off legs chest stomach and crutch. So I basically turn into like a uh, a hairless cat like a sphinx, um, except for my like I I don't like to be freshly shaven on race day because sometimes I get irritation with that so. I've got to get all my body and facial hair correct, even my head hair. I like to be cut, so that's um that that's my one.
2: You'll be a uh, you'll be a hit at the Kit Kat Club.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, that does. I wonder if they let you bring your own toys. Uh,
0: that's funny. I'm uh, I'm exactly the same. That was this was my day today. Like booked in for a haircut. I'll often, um, like I'll, I think the last time I shaved my legs was before Albert Park and then I've just been rolling hairy legs through to now. Like, yeah, just get the razor on, just the electric razor out and just take off um, take off leg hair. I don't go, I haven't got much on my chest and shoulders and stuff, so I don't have to worry about that. Still waiting to go through puberty over here. But, um, yeah, it's, um, yeah, I'm with you. I like that feeling of feeling really light. I took heaps of hair off my head today, like pretty much nearly went a two all over, like got the got the barber to really slim me down. And you just feel light and you just feel fresh. And I'm actually annoyed that the race isn't until next Sunday because I feel like I'm wasting this, like, superpower I've got of having no hair on um, for a week before the race. And I didn't trust going into some Berlin barber. I wasn't sure what I'd come out with.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I'd still take my razor in case any length grows between now and then I do get rid of it. Yeah, uh, right. I might. I haven't really discussed
0: that. Yeah, I thought about it, but I'm like, nah, not packing that kind of stuff. Yep, nah it's not a bad one. That's not a bad one at all. I'm trying to think what else I do pre-race. I spoke about it the other day how i sit down and i like write out kind of the sessions that of uh that give me confidence before the race, like that's always a good thing. Just like, yeah, nothing else really. I like racing in a brand new kit, like that I've only worn like fair, I've worn the kit that I'll wear on race day once, so Kind of brand new, feels good, feels light, kind of that superstition, almost feel like you're a pro pulling it out of the box and pulling it on for the first time. So brand new um, shorts and singlet. Um, so, yeah, you know, as I said, my socks aren't brand new because I've been rolling around in them for a year or so. But um, And I guess, yeah, the socks, I know they worked for me in the past with no blisters, so go back to a trusty pair like that, not buy a pair on race race day. <laughs> Um, I've had
2: any, any blisters my last two marathons.
0: Yeah, uh, true. You know, you gotta can't argue with uh, facts. Um, all right, next one. Race day breakfast. Oh,
3: hmm.
1: hmm. well, this toast. is different. Yeah, toast. I normally stick with toast. Toast and
0: toast.
2: coffee.
0: Yeah, jam or honey. What do you have on it?
2: Um. Yeah. Either all. Yeah.
0: yeah. So honey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do exactly the same. That's what my dietitian says as well, a couple of bits of toast with honey to kind of get the glucose levels going. And I'll have a no-dose about 15, 20 minutes before the race and um, a coffee probably when I wake up. I think it's a 9 o'clock start, Berlin, so you kind of got plenty of time to get that stuff sorted.
2: Do you go um, no-dose only 15 minutes before?
0: Yeah, that was... Well, sh- oh, sorry. When yeah. do you go? Uh,
2: well, I normally have like two tablets. I might have one an hour before before I start warming up because then I find it makes me just go to the toilet so I can, you know, clear everything out. And then I'll have another one maybe 20 minutes before.
0: Yeah, I'll have a black coffee like an hour before. So when I've been doing most of these sessions on Saturday, or even today, like so I was probably black coffee at 7.45, 8 o'clock and then warming up at 8.30 an hour later. Um, and then I'll usually jog the kind of 20 minutes to kind of loosen up the bowels a bit and just see if anything anything's going on down there and then um then i'll pop the no-dos kind of when i'm putting my racing flights on and doing my drills and strides and stuff so you know it might kick in 10 minutes into it mm. i don't know i don't know like scientific, if that's that's any good but it's been working for me the last 10 weeks so i mm. won't be changing it come race day
2: good idea
0: um this one is pretty similar this is from i think i hope i'm pronouncing it right, right soren who's uh, a runner over in denmark We are really stretching this all over the world here. Hi, Brady. Thanks for the absolute amazing podcast. If the next session is open to questions, I've got one here. What do you guys eat and drink the day before the marathon? Mm -hmm. Andy also asked about the race, but we've kind of the race day, but I've already um, said that. And how much of the stuff? Day before, boys. Who's up?
2: Uh, Yeah, I guess I touched on it before. So um, 10, 10 grams of carbs per kilo so you know generally I'm close to 60 kilos so I work on sort of 600 grams of carbs and try and break it up over um, sort of breakfast, morning snack, lunch, afternoon snack, dinner and maybe something before I go to bed. Um, So I try and keep things as normal as possible Um, so you know I'll still have uh, my wheat bix that I have in the mornings Um, but it's more like I might have a jam sandwich you know, mid morning with some soft drink or some lollies. So I find the key there is, you know, because 600 grams of carbs is quite a bit if you're eating things like pasta, rice, and bread. So I try and supplement it with some um, lollies, juice, Gatorade, that sort of thing where it's really easy to get, you know, a lot of carbs in. Um, lunch, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely have, I normally have pasta for one meal and have rice for dinner or like all the other way around. Um yeah, so that's that's pretty much me. Um, and the key, I think, is to get the carbs in without feeling too bloated.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Julian? Yep.
1: Uh, yeah, getting the carbs in as simply and as sort of safely as possible. So I, I have like a – well, I don't know what it will be like in Berlin, but I'm going to have a bunch of oats. Oh, I normally have a bunch of like oats and um, maybe add in some toast to that orange juice then during the day i'll have maybe a sandwich for lunch but i'll drink about two sports drinks over the day so there's another kind of 70 or 80 grams of carbohydrate um in those maybe even more uh and maybe a soft drink here and there so it's uh, basically just i know that stuff doesn't affect me in my guts or anything i'm not going to go out and eat some crazy stuff and uh, pasta, pasta the night before, and I normally have it, I try to have it pretty early. Um, so maybe an early dinner about 6, 6, 6.30. So uh, I can, might have some, um, something easy after that, like chocolate or lollies, whatever.
0: Yeah, right. I'm pretty similar. Like most of this stuff is stuff that... I eat every day of the week. Like, I don't tend to change, you know, the oats and toast and pastas and stuff like that you're talking about. It's, um, yeah, it's pretty similar stuff that's in my diet regularly, so I'll be the same. Kind of pastas, uh, toast, oats, yeah, nothing, nothing special. Kind of, as you said, kind of a bit of Gatorade and stuff like that throughout there. Will you have a beer the night before, Juliet?
1: Um, I don't think so, actually. Like, I have in the past, but uh the problem like is that it does occasionally give me gut issues depending on the beer so craft beers can sometimes mess with mess with my guts more um and so yeah I'll, I'll probably play it safe and not have one it's <laughs> it, it, there's some that I don't really care too much about I have a beer but yeah not this one i'm gonna I'm gonna stay safe,
2: yeah yeah good thinking good thinking i, I I think the most important thing is to like eat things that you normally eat and feel comfortable and know that you can get down. Um, like I said, my mate designed my carb carb plan for me, but there was one meal there. I think a mid mid morning snack where I had like a jam sandwich and orange juice or something, and I, it was just a bit too sickly sweet. Um, and that's the other thing. If you if you do ha- if you are having lots of that sort of sweet stuff the day before, you know that feeling where. You've just had way too many gels at the back end of a race, and you just like, oh, I <laughs> yeah. just can't stomach any more of that sweetness. Um, so in that case, I said to him, "Look, I'm I'm just struggling here with this jam sandwich plus something else that's sweet." He said, "We'll just change it up, you know, like just have two jam sandwiches and forget the forget the sweet drink, or just something that's got carbs in it, but you know you can get down and won't feel that way."
0: Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Um, next one comes in from Chris. One thing I'd like to know is what does everyone's warm up before the race look like? When do you start it? How far do you go? What sort of effort? Do you do any strides? Um, other than that, I'd pretty be keen. Oh, breakfast. We've already answered that one as well. Or does anyone have a gel before the race? Is the second part of his question. Uh,
1: I I don't have a gel. Um, I have those shop blocks instead. Oh, they're not even, they're not called shop blocks. They're like, cliff shots or something um so that's that's my poison before the event like uh gels they're not the nicest things to be eating like at the best of times so before if I don't have to eat them I won't um and the warm-up involves jogging so I might jog for 2k max I reckon um very max and then Probably don't need to do strides, but I I do them anyway just because it's a routine that I have before workouts and before um, shorter races. So I just try to keep the same routine. And that does involve strides, but just a shorter jog.
2: Yeah, Brad, before
0: a marathon warm-up?
2: Yeah, I wouldn't say I've ever really got the the marathon warm-up correct. Um, I, I don't think it's as important as it is for, say, a track race but a couple of my marathons, like my first marathon was in the snow. So we, we were trying to just minimise the amount of time that we were out in the elements. So um, in Japan, there was this 50-metre section underneath the grandstand. And myself and all the Japanese were in, like, single file for 10 minutes just going up and back, up and back, up and back. So it was hardly even a jog. It was more of a shuffle. Um, and then... I guess before Canberra Marathon, it was raining before the start, So, and I only had my race shoes on, so I didn't want to get out there and get wet too much, so I only did sort of 10 minutes. So, um, yeah, I've never really focused too much on the warm-up, but anywhere between 10 and 15, um, which is a lot less than what I'd probably do for a track race. Yeah. And, ver- and very and very slow as well. It doesn't need to be very quick.
0: Do you ever put a gel down before the race? Uh,
2: I have in previous marathons, but I haven't for the last two. Um, yeah, I just figure by the end of the marathon, I, I sort of feel a bit sick with all the gels. Um, I will just have maybe some Gatorade half an hour before. Yeah. Which is like the same same sort of thing, really.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same. No gels for me before, but a bit of Gatorade and stuff. And then, yeah, I think for Berlin last year, I kind of jogged to the start line, which was about two or three Ks, just super slow, like easy, kind of like five, 15s. And just, just move the legs. And because I was kind of locked in that fast runner section last year, I could, didn't have the opportunity to do any strides. But, you know, I might stride out for 20 seconds or so a couple of times this time. But I think the first 5K is almost, or the first 3 or 4K, is almost a bit of a warm-up anyway. Like, you can kind of get to marathon pace. You know, our marathon pace isn't, you know, super hot and super fast. So you can kind of get to it over 3 or 4K pretty easy without kind of busting your guts. So, um, and it's probably not a bad way of just settling things down a bit at the start. If you need to take two or three k to to warm up, rather than going out at you know three ten kilometre pace and blowing up a bit. Um, Yeah. So that's that for me as well. This is a good question. This one comes from David. What's on your watch faces on race day, and will it change?
1: Um, Well, yeah, that is a good question. It is. I. I th- I think I'm gonna have time of day, um, and I but I may also have I might just have a stopwatch, um, so I I can basically have a look down at certain splits like that will be relevant to me. Like if I look down at 23k, I'm not gonna have any idea what that <laughs> that time means. So it, you're not gonna be getting all this. Well, feedback, I guess, but so I'm gonna know where I'm at at probably like 1k, 3k, 5k, 10k. Then next will be about 20k or, or or a half marathon. Then maybe at 30k I'll have an idea where I need to be. Um, and after that, the watch ain't helping you much. It's all about getting to the finish as quick as you can. So um, I'll just I'll ha- I'll have it on stopwatch I think, and maybe just look at those splits. So 1K to make sure, hey, this is okay. I'm not running 310s or I'm not running 330s. Um, 5K, I'll probably look down to go, all right, settle or okay, you, you can move up a bit. And then 10K to get an idea, I guess, how the first 10's gone. And then at halfway, I don't know whether there'll be a clock out there or not, but if not, I'll have it on my watch and that will. That'll just be out for interest's sake. It probably won't change what I'm doing. Um, and then, yeah, I don't even know what 30k should be for what I'm running. So, anything after that will be a little irrelevant.
0: Just racing.
1: Just exactly. It's good. Last two times I've done, it's worked. 10k worked for me, so it's what I'm going to do.
2: Brad, I thought the wise man wasn't going to wear a watch at all. Yeah,
0: oh, I'll dig that audio out is- from a few weeks back. <laughs>
2: How are you going to get it to Strava if you don't wear a watch?
0: He said he'd wear a watch, but he wouldn't look at it. Remember back in the and early days, he was talking me into doing a yeah. run without a
2: watch and all that stuff? Yeah, because I think it was more about, I'm just going to race and beat as many dudes as I can. Yeah,
0: I think that's exactly what the quote was. <laughs> he's, he's turned soft right. the last 10 weeks.
1: I just don't want to be done. I know you're going to be around doing some dumb shit, so <laughs> I have to stay away from that.
0: <laughs> Putting in surges through drink stations, I reckon.
1: Yeah, I've got I to gotta ignore you, like, r- doing silly, making mistakes. i just got to run my own race.
0: I'm going to be throwing Navy gags at you at the 10K mark, I reckon.
1: You don't know any Navy gags.
0: Yeah, weren't you in the Navy?
1: Yeah, but you don't know any.
0: I'll start Googling them. That's why I've got 14 hours of a yeah. flight to Doha to do tomorrow. Yeah, right. I might just try to rattle your cage in the race, I reckon. Um, Brad, what are you doing on your watch?
2: um oh for this race i'll just have it on what i normally do when i go for a training run which is um the first screen will just be overall time distance average pace and then the second screen is i don't know lap pace and lap time but for serious marathons i generally try and get a um a split every 5k so i'll just have i guess lap time for that 5k and average pace and then um, I guess just keep an eye on how close that 5k beeps to the actual, you know, 5 and 10k, 15k uh, markers on the course. And um, I just find, you know, if I know if I know I have to run say 1640 per 5k, it's pretty easy then to just, you know, run through, get a split at 5k and go. Okay, I'm up by 10 seconds or I'm down by five, and sort of, you know, do it that way. Um, better than the better than the watch beeping every kilometre. So, Will you look um, at, you know
0: how we did it at Gold Coast? Would you look at your watch every time you pass a kilometre marker, though? Your stopwatch?
2: No, no. Like, so I guess the difference between racing and pacing is that, like, we've we'll, we'll being paid to do a job. So it was so much more important that I actually hit the right splits. Whereas when you're racing, you're obviously, you want to hit certain splits, but you have to go on feel. Um, And nobody's paying me to race out there. So, you know, I can run as hard or as slow as I want. So, um, yeah, so I was looking at the watch a lot when we're pacing, obviously.
0: Yeah. And you reckon, so you would have the watch set up to beep every 5K, even though it might measure out and differently, instead of you actually manually hitting lap split every time you go past a 5 or 10 or 15?
2: Yeah, actually, sorry, that's what I yeah that that's what I do. I so I take I take lap splits off and I do it manually every five k because as as you said it can be out the Garmin and the k markers are often out, um, and I prefer to go off the off the k markers.
0: Yeah, you can't go getting to the yeah. finish line and going, "Hang on, me Garmin says this was uh this is the finish line here." I'm not running the last six hundred meters. Yeah, oh. and
2: the good and the good thing about five k splits is you know you know for example the. Uh, if it's 16.40, you don't have to worry about what you're doing each K. You just go, all right, Well, we'll just have to hit 16.40. Um, and then it'll, re- it'll reset and then you just focus on, all right, I've got to hit 16.40 for the next five and then just take stock of where you're at each 5K.
0: Yeah, I'll do exactly the same thing. That's what I've been practicing in training, like breaking things into 5Ks and just, yeah, concentrating for 16, 17 minutes. And then I think with the drink stations there as well, it's kind of good a good time to see you split, grab a drink, kind of go to the next one and do that eight times and then run the last 2K as fast as you can. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, and just dictate. So I'll run with a stopwatch on and I'll manually hit the split button every 5K to answer that question. Um, Andy Allison's in good form with a couple of questions here. First one, do you and Julian have a bet or anything riding on who finishes in front of the other? Well. Have we?
1: (sighs) I would lo- I mean, no, obviously not. But I, would, I reckon it would be pretty cool if the guy who finished in front was the guy who bought the beers for the evening. That way, whoever finishes behind has something to look forward to.
0: Yeah, that's true. True, true, true. Yes, yeah, no, it
1: benefits me because you're a clear favourite here. So this is benefiting oh, me. I'm not a
0: favourite.
1: So both ways.
0: No, no, no. I but could still
1: run well. You could run really well.
0: Playing the underdog card, I reckon. Is that what you're doing? It's
1: not a – I'm not playing anything. <laughs> it's just – it's how it is.
0: Yeah. No, nah, but in – getting ill all serious, though, like, I don't want to Um. – I'm not – you know, this, not, no offence, but I'm not going over there to try and beat Julian Spence from Ballarat. Like, it's a long way to go to the other side of the world to have a head-to-head showdown between two guys who are on a podcast. Like, it's going to be cool to see who does finish in front of the other. But I reckon we'll be racing just as many Europeans and Kenyans and lead females as possible as much as we'll be racing each other. And it probably will. You know, if yeah, there'll be stages where I'll be looking over my shoulder, wondering where you are, or I'll be looking ahead, wondering how far ahead you're getting. And I think it will bring out the best in both of us.
1: Yeah, i I like it as a reference point. I'll be, it's good to see familiar stuff when you're out there. Like, and and you'll be a familiar face, and um, we've run together against each other and together for Geelong a lot. So, I. Uh, like, I hope you don't do anything stupid that makes me...
0: <laughs> Why do you think you am going like, to do something stupid? This is the question. Oh, no. Next.
1: I'm just wondering. Like, I'm just hoping you don't. So, like, because i am not got my pace showing, if you go out like a crazy man, I think, holy shit, we were aiming for similar times, and that's where he is. It just makes me question everything. So I want to um, just, like, be able to, I guess, get some... Base myself off you a little bit.
0: Yeah. Have you picked a time you want to run yet? Like, have you got something you're aiming for? I've
1: got I've got certain levels of happiness for different times. I reckon that's how I'm looking at it. Yeah, I so think
0: like an A goal, B goal, C goal kind of thing.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Like, if I have a good day, I think I can run this. If I have a shit day, then I hope it doesn't become this. <laughs> yeah. Basically.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, 100%, I agree with you. And I think it'd be good, as you said, like having two familiar faces. And even with Josh last year, it was good kind of in those early stages talking to each other and just almost using each other as a bit of a sounding board to, you know, how you feel and this pace is good. We don't need to go any faster. Like, let's just settle down. Like, I remember saying those kind of things to each other last year through kind of 15, 20K. Um, yeah. So I think that will come in handy. And, and I think, you know, Get aggressive together against a lot of people would be good in the second half to be able to yeah, pull in a few blokes and chuck in a few surges and drop it. If it would be good if we we're in a massive pack and we just drop the pack at thirty eight k and go and have a race ourselves, that'd be a perfect situation. Good for the listeners. Good yeah. for the podcast.
2: <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, Julian, when when you say you have different levels of happiness, yeah. what is what is your time range from being like as elated as you possibly could be? to being slightly disappointed. Like, what's the time gaps between those two feelings?
0: Asking the oh, tough about questions, four, Croker. Four minutes?
2: I reckon about four minutes. Okay, yeah.
0: What's, so what's the numbers at either side of the four minutes?
2: So I'm, I'm going to pick somewhere around maybe 218 high, 219 low to 223.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's around that. 218, I just thought 218 to 222. And... If I go – if I have a very good day, like one of those days that you have once in your life, then possibly I could run 218. And if I have a really shit day, it can blow way out. Like there's there's no limits to how bad the day can be. Um, Several – like that can happen. It's happened before. But I would still like to walk away from there with – a PB and a significant one um, because I've come into it with the best lead-up of training I've ever had, and it's the fastest course in the world. So, I mean, there's a really if you're sitting here now, there's a high likelihood that you'll run fast. That's with all the fact with all those factors. If someone else was looking in and going, let's look at your training. Oh, you did all the things you wanted to do. Which course are you going to be on? Oh, you're at Berlin. How's the field this year? Well, it's loaded with guys around your pace. Like, (laughs) there's not really any excuses left after that.
2: No, and if you just look at what you've done in the past, if you can go and run Great Ocean Road solo in 224, like going through the marathon in 224, like, if you're on a flat course with people around you, like, it's got to be worth minutes. So, yeah, I was, that, I was see, having
1: this discussion tonight with a mate I was running with, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's just hard to know
2: how many minutes.
3: Yeah, it's hard, it's hard
2: it, to know. And then that's where it comes down to, yeah, the mar- there's so much can happen in the marathon, but you just got to keep telling yourself that if I run, if I have the same day that I had at Great, you know, Great Ocean Road, if I have that day in Berlin, then it's got to it's be two or three minutes. So it,
3: yeah. it
1: has to
2: be at least yeah, no,
1: I think it's more than yeah. two or three minutes. Like that place.
2: Yes. Well, that's that place two or, is a lot harder. Two or three yeah. minutes. Yeah, so two or three minutes for the course. A couple of minutes. You know, the fact that you got people to run with. Yeah. Yeah, fit
1: and then just the, like I haven't been this fit before, so that's probably my where I'm getting the most confidence from, the, yeah. the training. Mm, good responses. And had and and given the same question, Brady. Yeah
0: um yeah i don't know like i'm i'm uh, banking on i think like oh sorry uh, i do know like i'd uh, be i don't know what's the fastest i can run like i'm i'm not capping myself at saying you know my very best is going to be 219 or 218 or anything like that because like this is still unknown territory like, this is the first marathon i've ran with drinks like it's um yeah it's that's a whole big factor that i'm hoping is going to help me out a lot actually having me drinks and taking in gels and not falling apart from kind of 30k onwards. I'm kind of really got a lot of respect for that last 12k, and um, yeah, I'm hoping the drinks is the difference. I'm really pleased with the how fit I am. Like it's um, every session, every bit of the preparation for me's gone really good. Like I had a tiny knee niggle where I missed like two days, but out of a you know a 12 week block, I'm very happy. You know, training on paper, 318k pace for you know, 30K in that 5x5K the other week with 5K worth for floating, those big kind of 30K sessions with the kickdown. Um, yeah, I've done a lot of work at, at marathon pace a longer, so I don't think, you know, 30K at 3.18 pace should absolutely destroy me. Like, I'd be confident if the race was, you know, 36 or 37K that I could nearly hold that pace. But as you guys are saying, like, the marathon's just a beast and so much can go wrong. And once you start losing, you know, 20, 25 seconds a K for three or four K, it, there goes the space of a good time. But I definitely, I'd be disappointed if I didn't PB, like 221.53. I definitely want to come back to Australia a lot quicker marathoner than that. Um, it'd be great to run under that 219 to say that you'd run a qualifying time for the Commonwealth Games. Not that it's going to be good enough to, to get yourself picked if if you run a 218 high, but you know going forward it'd be it'd be good to kind of know you're heading in that direction to hit times and get your name in the hat um yeah I don't know like I I feel like if I have a good day it could be amazing but yeah I'm very cautious that a lot can go wrong and and even guys like you know I remember the shape that Josh went into Berlin last year like he was doing some amazing stuff on Strava and you know, race relatively good and didn't blow out kind of huge at the end. And he that was still just a two twenty thirty, so not just a just, but um, on paper going into it, I thought he might have been quicker than that. And I probably thought I was quicker than two twenty one fifty last year as well. So um, yeah, just any anywhere in between those times would be I'd be happy with. But just doing everything right, like if I try my best and I don't do anything stupid. And I, you know, run as hard as I can, I'll, I'll be happy. And if that gets me 218 or 220 or 222, I'll um, be proud of the efforts. That makes sense?
3: Yeah. Like,
0: yeah,
1: well, that was another conversation we had tonight, is that I've gone into races before where I've had good training, but I've run poorly. And mm-hmm. there's other races that I've gone in with really good training, and I've, I mean, with really poor training, and I ran well. And that's the confusing bit (laughs) that's the bit that that, that, there's a bit of unknown in there
0: yeah um yeah i probably haven't had massive variations like my training generally tells me how i'm tracking but like yeah i just um yeah just wait and see but just that process just do the process properly pick up your drinks at the right drink stations don't do anything stupid in the first 25k and really it's it's not rocket science it's putting one foot in front of the other at a pace you think you can run 42k um, and yeah what i get is what i get i guess good discussion boys yeah,
2: like you you've both had really good prep so you should go in with a lot of confidence so i guess my only advice brady would be early on just don't be a slave to the watch like if if you're feeling a bit ordinary losing 5 seconds over a 5k isn't going to hurt you you can make it up you know and you're going to have you're going to have rough patches um and i think we touched on it last podcast was um, when you're doing like a 5k solid, and you have that k float, you, it's amazing how much how much you recover by just backing off five or ten seconds a k. So if you're having a bit of a rough patch, rather than push because that's what you know to, to, to hold the splits that you want to want to hold, dropping five or ten seconds as long as you're still feeling comfortable, you can make it up when you start to feel good again. So that would be my only advice. Is just don't get too caught up with exact 5K splits. Like, yeah, be around the mark, but just keep a little bit in reserve.
0: What about if they're a bit quick, though, Brad? Like, so let's say I roll through the first 5K in, like, sixteen fifteen. and it feels like I'm jogging.
2: Well, if it, you know, if, if it feels super easy, then don't slow down. Um, but it's more the other way. It's more if you're starting to struggle a little bit and you realise that you're one or two seconds down, where if you just hold the pace that you're going at because you're feeling okay, that's probably better than trying to just make up that two seconds. It can just, you know what it's like, just push yeah, yeah. it over the edge in the marathon. Yeah. Yeah, With, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's probably more that I'm just trying to settle. Like I, you know, I'd rather run a sixteen fifteen from 30 to 35 rather than run a sixteen fifteen from 5 to 10 feeling fresh and then yeah. run a sixteen forty five from, yeah, if that kind of makes sense. Like I think I'll be, yeah, I'd like to, look at the watch a bit in the early stages to ensure that, you know, cause 1630 is 219 pace. Like, so, um, mm. you know, I probably don't need to be on any quicker than that. I'd love to go to for pace and get to 35 K and finish strong rather than yeah. kind of working at 218 low pace and getting to 35 K and going shows over here. I'm going to lose 15 seconds of K for the next seven K. Yeah.
2: Well, I guess the risk is, as you said, what if I go through 1615 and I feel like I'm jogging? Well, Really, the first 5K, even if you're slightly faster than goal marathon pace, that's still going to feel really comfortable. Mm.
3: Yeah, um, yeah,
2: and so that's that's the risk, you know, from coming from track background, the pace for the first 5K of a marathon at goal pace or even slightly faster than goal pace is going to feel really comfortable. Yeah. But it's what happens at 30K.
0: Hmm, that's something probably I think Julian's more prepared for, like that those big sessions where he was kind of, you know, 35 K's in his legs and he's working at marathon pace. Like I think I did the one kick down long run. Um, I've probably done more work at 20 K quicker than marathon pace, but I think, um, he's probably prepared better from 36 K onwards than I have.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Well,
0: we'll on, see. on paper, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, but still the marathon's a beast. We'll see what happens. um, can you both put on race day kits for the fans to vote on? This is the next question. Oh, oh. race day kits. <laughs>
1: um, is that Andy Allison again? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it can be done, but...
0: Can you send me one?
1: Uh, oh. No, nah, nah, I will do it. I'll do it.
0: We'll get one out before the race day. Brad, you got your kit yep. organised?
2: Uh, it was just going to be normal training gear, but um, maybe I'll have to go to a bit of an effort
0: now. Mm. Have you got matching shorts and stuff, Julian? Have you, have you got all Nike the whole way through?
2: Uh,
1: yeah, they're match, I got them printed up, so I do have shorts and singlet all printed. Nike. Not yeah. Nike. Nike.
0: Nike. Yeah. Um, did you end up getting those shorts, those those new elite ones? Uh,
1: well, Yeah. We have them in the store, so I just grabbed the pair and I actually organised kit for all the guys going over. Um, so did Bree. Bree organised the kit. and So the big group of Geelong and um, a few, uh, yeah, mainly Geelong, a couple of, um, Geelong? Maybe a couple of Melbourne people as well. Um, We're in all the same kit, so we'll get a photo at the start line and it's going to look pretty cool. Does Probably it, go to the bar afterwards dressed up.
0: Does it all say Running Company Ballarat right on it?
1: Uh, no, the other ones have Clifton
0: Hill from the running company, uh, Clifton yeah. Hill. Gotcha, gotcha.
1: Yeah. So it, there was going to be a bit of Ballarat love in Germany.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. Um, Ballarat love. I think Andy sent this one through. Oh, no, it could be. We can all answer this. Given your current form and your current headspace, how aggressive are you guys going to be? Have you and your coaches discussed a more aggressive race strategy given the positions you are in right now? I think we kind of answered that. I haven't spoken to my yeah. coach yet. Pre- like I spoke to him today about getting on the plane and stuff like that, but I haven't spoken. He hasn't given me splits or anything yet. We'll get. We'll talk about that on Wednesday or Thursday.
1: What was his advice? Use the handrail.
0: Yeah. No. Like, it was just. No. <laughs> I just meant general. Like, have a good flight. I'll talk next? to you when you get there
1: what should I do when the movie Should do I need to turn the movie up or what happens if I push this should... button <laughs> uh, you idiot. Uh.
3: Um,
0: can you oh, no, I've never read that one uh, new, nutrition and hydration plans for the long haul flight anything different compression garments
1: mm, yeah I'm going to wear some socks compression socks um, comfortable tracksuit pants and that's Yeah, that's it for me. Oh, lots of water. Uh,
0: Drop a couple of those dodgy uh, sleeping tablets that you take?
1: Yeah, a lot of those things. (laughs) I wouldn't even know I was on a plane.
0: (laughs) You'll probably get arrested coming out of customs or something. (laughs) Yeah, Brad, do you got any tips?
2: Uh, I might be real focused on that this time around. Um, Have a couple of beers? uh, no, I won't do that. I will be having a sleeping tablet just to just get the flight over and done with. Um, yeah, tracksuit pants for me. Probably would have wore tights if I was racing. Um, and we st- we got a few stops on the way. Like, we're Canberra to Perth, Perth to D- Dubai. Um, and Viv's got Qantas Club, so we can go into the lounges there and have a shower along the way, which will probably help, hopefully help us sort of freshen up a little bit on the, on the trip.
0: <laughs> Qantas Club, eh? It's high rolling. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. All right, fellas. What is
2: she what does she do for work? Uh, she works in like the marketing area of the um, of Building quarters. Industry Skills Council. Ah. So, so it's not really it's not really work related that much.
0: But Yeah, okay. Cool, cool. Boys, I reckon that's it. This will be the final yeah. final time before we uh we go out there and have a race at the marathon. Thanks for Given up all this time, has quite a, a quite a couple of hours that you've uh, sacrificed over the journey. Did you get that nice message I sent to you today? One of the listeners wrote. Yeah, yeah, Some yeah. Very good awesome. feedback coming from the listeners, which is uh, it's good. So, on behalf of myself, because this was my crazy idea a couple of weeks ago, yeah. thank you very much for agreeing to come on. I actually read that original email that I sent to you the other day. It must have popped up in my sent items or something and it sounded way more professional than what we've ended up doing but uh, (laughs) maybe i bluffed you guys to sign up then but thanks for being on the journey the last couple weeks and i'm looking forward to actually seeing you guys in person i'm looking forward to getting bagged out by julian when he's actually standing in front of me that should be good um but yeah be good. you guys have never met face to face which is also interesting true no he's just right
2: past me with 100 to go in a 5k race that's about it that's as close as we've got dog
0: just sat on you the whole
2: one
1: zip about to become two zip, hopefully.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, there's no hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, but th- 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 thanks for putting it on radio. Uh, and also, thanks for just letting me sort of tag along for the last six weeks. I've been like a bit of a passenger, but um, yeah, like it's been a pretty rough patch. But meeting up with you guys every week for a chat has been a, a form of therapy for me. So. Um, I guess as much as sometimes it's hard to sort of sit and talk running when I haven't been running, um, I think it's done me more more good than harm. So thanks, guys.
0: Yeah, I agree, mate. Thanks for yep. well, yeah, sharing. Everyone goes through injuries, so I think pretty brave of you to document it firsthand, week in, week out. And I think there's many people that can relate to this. And, yeah, well, I'll probably end up listening back in five or six years' time and um, get a few giggles out of it, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah, not, not the, the, the injury. the
1: amount
3: of people...
0: <laughs> the, the amount right? of
1: people who listen to the uh the podcast is amazing like
0: two I have of
1: yeah and it seems like they're all in ballarat like or or norway or denmark or something but <laughs> the um the amount in ballarat are pretty high because everyone sort of comes in and has conversations about the podcast and um we chat about how um like their thoughts on everything whether it's um brad like getting injured they're like oh shit here's what he I reckon he should be doing and all this sort of stuff so it's re- everyone gets into it it's really good,
0: yeah, that's and been I've,
1: good. I've, I've, it's been it's been a learning experience too like I reckon it's going help um, help me with my own training and, and my own coaching just to sort of see what you guys do it and how you do it and I've appreciated like bouncing ideas off you even if it's not on the podcast through the message um, group that we have. Of uh, if I've ever had a question, I ask a couple of guys who who give me honest feedback, not just pump you up. They actually tell you tell you what they they think, which is important. I reckon. Yeah
0: yeah i agree i think that's having people to soundboard stuff off and um yeah and even you know justifying sessions and actually thinking yourself why am i doing this stuff because i've got to explain it to julian and bradham on on monday night so it just gives it gives everything a purpose which has been good and i think it's something that people don't do a lot of people just go out the door and run and don't really know what they're doing so i think the listeners uh, can get a lot of value out of listening to this show and obviously that's why they're downloading it each week righty
2: Yeah. Mm. let's go Hello, run a marathon
0: look, in Berlin. What were we going to say, Brad? And then
2: uh, look forward to uh, Bound for Biwa.
0: Bound for Biwa. <laughs> Julian signed up for Tokyo. Uh, he's not can't confirmed your own. yet. Aren't you confirmed, Julian? I thought you were right.
1: Yeah, I'm in. Mean, I'm sorted. I you paid my money. you sort sorted.
0: Not happening.
1: Yeah, no Do Biwa the week
2: after.
1: I might come for a look.
0: I've got a few ideas. Don't worry, I've got some. I've got some stuff in the works. It won't be the last we hear of you two characters. <laughs> nice
2: one. All right, boys. Um, safe travels. Thanks,
0: fellas. I'll yep. See you, see you over
3: there. See yep. you, boys. Bye.